Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. You guys, today is a, it's a very particular episode, I almost said of Shark Tank, it's a very particular episode of Ask Eliza Anything, because oftentimes my hobbies and passions uh, and our guests converge on this show, and that statement couldn't be truer for the next guest. Her name is Mindy Zemrak, and she is the supervising casting producer on the greatest show ever, Shark Tank! (laughs) Shark Tank! Now... When I wrote my Madison Michaela put your back against mine bit in a million years, I never thought that I would get this close to someone who actually works on Shark Tank. And so I'm very happy that you were a fan of mine. Huge fan. You saw Have me. for years. Tell me where you saw me first. So I actually saw you at Kevin and Bean's April Foolishness. I think it was like three years ago, ago. Three, four years ago. Is that the Shrine Auditorium? I remember because this guy kept giving me the light to get off and he gave me less oh. time and I was livid when I got off stage. Oh. But I do love Kevin and Bean. No, it was a great show. Thank and you. my face hurt by the end of that entire evening. Thank you. And you were up there, and all of a sudden, like, it was towards the end of your segment, and all of a sudden you were like, who watches Shark Tank? And I literally, like, I stopped. I was like, oh, my God, she's, she's talking about my show that I work on. Yeah. And you did it, and I wanted so badly to scream out, like, I work on Shark Tank. But that would have been rude and, like, a dick move. So I was also, like, Also, I'd be like, where is this coming from? It, would, it was way up in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so then I was just like, oh my god, and I've been following you, all your Netflix specials for years, like, huge fan, and so recently, when I saw your latest Netflix special, you did a quick, like, I think it was like, the the dress flap. Oh yes, for pitching the tip flap. Yes, the tip flap, and all of a sudden, and so I was like, I'm just gonna put it on my Instagram and be like, hey, anytime you want to come to Shark Tank, love your pitch, and then you actually answered, and I about pooped myself that night because I was like, I, I, what is oh happening? Like, I, wait, what? I was on <laughs> like, the other no end. Way. Like, she works on Shark Tank. <laughs> I'm going to get to go to a taping of Shark Tank. And so she and I were just discussing that I would, lo- hi, Tofu, that I would love to go to a taping and I would love to be one of the models in the background and we don't tell anyone. I think it would be an amazing opportunity for the sharks to be like, wait a minute, who is it? Because we've actually done that sometimes. Like, yeah. we'll have celebrities come out and, like, they they're either don't expect them or, like, we had one guy, he was in a... um like a, a huge 
costume, and he just took his head off, and it was like— It was a reveal. I don't even want anyone to say it. I'll just be like, we have samples, and I'm just holding that tray, (laughs) the coveted tray. You're going to start with Robert and then work your way down. Work my way down. Yes. Down there. All right, so— Sorry, I think my dog wants to sit in my lap. I don't know. All right, so we've got questions for you. We've got—we've culled the questions. We've combed out the ones that are— specific to you. We might have some relationship ones just for funsies. Okay. Uh, but here we go. Because, and also, we just, full disclaimer, there are things she cannot answer. There are questions because of your role on this show. You know, she can't get too specific. I can't be like, did you like that muffin episode? Or were those women terrible? Like, you can't. <laughs> so we'll uh, circumvent all the juicy stuff, but we will answer your questions. Let's get it cracking. Let's do it. Nikki underscore T dot. How has the casting selection process changed over time? Because the show just celebrated 10 years on the air, right? Actually, we're airing 11 right now. 11. So I start season 12 uh, in like three weeks. Wow. uh, Which is crazy. And I've been on it since season one. Wow. Yes. So when we started Shark Tank, obviously no one knew what it was. Um, It had already gone through—it started in Japan as Dragon's Den— because it's also in Canada as Dragon's Then Den. went to Canada, then went to the UK, then Sony bought the rights, and we started calling it Shark Tank. And so— Yeah, more American. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when we started, there was a large team, um, probably about 12 of us, and we had one open call that year. And we basically had to outreach. We had to Google companies and products, like, on the Internet. This was in 2007. So, like, people weren't utilizing the Internet as much as they were probably now uh, for e-commerce. And so it was difficult. But I think we only had eight episodes that season. And they had that other guy. There was another guy on there. We did. We had Kevin Harrington. Yes. Yes, he was there. Uh, And then season two, Jeff Fox. We've we've had so many people on as sharks. Um, But, yeah, so back then it was, like— it was very small. It was very limited. A lot more outreach. Now, fast forward, what, 11 years later. Yeah. And we we have about thirty to 40,000 submissions per season. I bet. Cause just because my team being has to go on through. it at all. And, and yeah. the Sharks know that, too. Yes, they do. So we there's a couple of ways people can apply. They can go online and apply, or they can go to an open casting call. And we have about 12 around the country uh, that I travel to. And God. And uh, listen to pitches. Well, piggybacking off that, the dot Colette's. What are the top three things Mindy Casting? That's you. That's uh, that's uh your Instagram at Mindy Casting. Watch out. Looks for before recommending a business to the tank. Mm, that's a great question. So I actually get this question a lot, and I would say there's kind of three things, and you're probably going to laugh at these because you watch the show and you're going to be like, uh huh, yep, I know all those. I'm ready. You probably can bet. I bet you can probably name them. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes they go on and they'll say, you know, you're an idea. You're not a business. True. Yes. Uh, like if you just have one skew, they're right. like, how do you grow this? Yes. And I'm like, it's it sucks. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean grow it? <laughs> so, But then sometimes it's good because they want to absorb it and put it with another product. So I would imagine yes. you have to be uh, a full brand, not just a product. Not necessarily. Okay. So uh, we have people that come on with kind of a standalone product, and then they do get an investment. You just never right. know. It's like, I want to draw a cat for you. I don't know if you saw that one. This was like season four. A guy came in, and he literally just drew cat stick figures on pieces of paper, cards, whatever, and would send them out. And Mark actually invested in it. And for every—if someone paid like $1,000, Mark would actually draw the cat. And then mail it out to people. So <laughs> that was kind of a standalone thing. And that's it got a deal. <laughs> his American dream and my American nightmare. <laughs> um, so there was that. But I would say that the top three things are one is you have to have energy and passion. If you are so not excited. So you're talking casting, casting. Like casting. Not the, the people. Right. For if sure. You are not excited and you're not coming in and being like, oh, my God, I make the best cupcakes ever. Mm-hmm. Then. Why would I buy that? Why? How's anyone going to get excited? You need to know your numbers. Oh, that's the, I, that's the part where I. 
I just asked Emily to divide 1,031 yeah. by 2. And when she said 519, I was like, you did that in your head? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd have to get a calculator out. But you have to know your numbers. If they you don't, don't stop so the person can do numbers. It's just they just no, roll sometimes camera. Sometimes you'll see every once in a while someone will like have a pen in their pocket and they'll like write on their hand like to do the math. To do the math. Well, that's okay. But otherwise, like the sharks will do it. Mark's really quick with math. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll just kind of like be like, oh, it's this valuation or da 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 Oh, it's so intimidating. It's a lot. It's a lot. They get so mad when your valuation's too high. I mean, let's be real. There's a lot of people with high valuations no matter what. Um, and it, it's not evaluation. It's, uh, that's, no, I think it's valuation. See, that seems like a fake word to <laughs> I me. I don't know for sure. Yes, but valuation. I know, but they're always like, you know, you your valuation's at two million. They're like, where the fuck do you get off <laughs> valuing your cupcakes? And people, <clears throat> I always like it when you can tell it's bullshit and they jacked it up. And they're like, well, you know, we really see ourselves growing and we're going to work hard. And I'm at home like, heard it before. <laughs> well, we all went to MIT. Next. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so what's the third? Um, or did the, you say it? The, no, I didn't. I would say the third one would be to really kind of pinpoint in a very quick manner what sets you apart from X, Y, Z. Because at this point, a, a lot of things exist. Cupcakes, for instance, or what have you, a cup of water. I need you to come in and tell me my cupcakes are made with unicorn tears. Right. And they taste like rainbows and poop or whatever. Like, you just never know. So I need to know and I need to be able to figure out within the minute that they pitch me or my team what makes them different What's and unique the hook? from XYZ. Yeah. Basically. That's and if they can't pinpoint it, then we can work with them a little bit. But if it's not strong enough, we might, you know, they, the producers and, and everyone may not get it. Or the sharks might be like, nah, it's not really my wheelhouse or whatever the case is. Because that's the shark's money. It's no one else's money. Right. Which I, I read the disclaimer. It's like in movies, like, what's your log line? Like, what yes. is this in one sentence? Exactly. And if you can't describe it to me, then no one's going to figure it out. Yes. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, St. Basil House. St. Basil's House. St. Basil's House. Do contestants actually get a Madison minute? Now, for those of you that don't know that reference, you're not a good fan. But in my act, I have those two girls that pitch something on Shark Tank, and one of them freaks out and just needs Quite a minute. A bit. So can you talk to me about that? You don't have to use names <laughs> or specifics, but please get specific. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, people get—so when they come in the tank, they walk in, they walk down the hallway, the music does not play. Okay. Even though I know that we we tell everyone that you're not going to hear dun 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 dun. dun Wouldn't dun. it be better though? Because it really gets you ready mentally. It's just quite. It's just Maybe silent, isn't it? It's dead silent, and then they walk in and they stand there in front of the sharks for a minute, and they just kind of pause because we have to get all the shots and everything. Right, right. And then uh, we say begin, and then they give their pitch. Their pitch itself is about a minute and a half. That's it. Then they go into Q&A. Then they obviously pass out of the samples or whatnot or demo it, and then they go into Q&A. And Q&A can last. I would say on average 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. Shortest one was 20 minutes. Longest was two and a half hours. Really? Yeah. Your editors are fully employed. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they got to be on the game. So uh, really, when that you long? cut it down, it's about a nine to 12 minute segment for airtime because mm-hmm. we have four companies per episode. But when they're in there, I mean, the sharks are asking every question under the sun. And some of it, obviously, middle America won't understand or it's not exciting TV or whatnot. Sure. And a lot of it's like, 
nitty gritty, and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't even know what half this stuff means. Like, so your IPO came in. Yeah, I don't. I'm like, like oh. no, I don't get these things. So I've learned yeah. so much about business from watching. Oh wait, so but, I, but the question was, do anyone when they say Madison Minute, like, does anybody ever freak out? Like, I've seen people <laughs> that you guys keep in the edit that yeah. cry or get upset. People have forgotten their pitch. I see that sometimes you sometimes you guys are dicks and you keep it in. It's kind of like, hey, sharks, because my name that is, really happened. Uh, Sure, but there there are times it happens where they edit it out. Says the person who wants to see a live episode and someone melt down. I I, I hate to tell you, that's all anyone wants to see. It's the only reason anyone watches reality is someone have a full nuclear meltdown. I mean, there are some shows where you have, there's some stuff where I'm like, oh my God. Has anyone ever melted down? Melted down, no. Um, Kind of blanked out on their pitch and and reciting it, for sure. Freaked out at a shark? No. Because the sharks say mean things. They do, but I would say the biggest thing, the biggest, like, whoa moment that I saw was Pavlock. I don't know if you saw that episode. Is that the beach lock? Nope, no. No, that's Aquavault. Um, <laughs> all these words. Are I know all words. of the all the companies in my head. It sounds like an alien overlord, it Pavlock. Does, it does. Um, it's the guy who came in and basically had, like, a um, the bracelet. It was like the Pavlov system where if you, you break you of habits by oh, zapping you. Oh, pa- got of. it. Yeah. And ev- uh, all the sharks were out. Kevin was the only one that gave him an offer. And he basically looked at Kevin and said, I would do a deal with anyone but you. And Kevin, we had to bleep it out for air, but Kevin was like, F you, F off, get the F out. Wow, because Kevin doesn't get Kevin spoken was, to like that. No, and he was livid, and we aired it. And it, that moment I was like, it wasn't a meltdown. It was just like pure like, holy So it was Kevin's shit. meltdown. No, not even Ke- Kevin really didn't have a meltdown. I just had never seen him speak to someone like that. Because right. it was, in that moment, you were like, he, this man is completely disrespecting all the sharks, and you don't have to agree with it, like, whatever, to right. reach their own. But Kevin in that moment was, like, not having it. And this guy was, you know, probably a little on the, on the arrogant side. Yeah. And I was just, we were all just like, are we going to be able to air that? And we did. Is that because Kevin wanted to do a royalty deal? I don't even think he wanted to do a royalty deal. I wonder what, pr- why not Kevin? Because that's, like, a good shark yeah. that has his hands in a lot of pies. Absolutely. Used to make jams and jellies. Yeah. But I will say, you know, they get, I mean, there is an arrogance to the sharks. Like, not actually, not all of them, but Kevin does say things that are, you know, calling someone a cockroach and it's become his brand and it's cute, mm-hmm. but like nobody wants to hear that. So, no, of course. The fact that this guy said that to him, yeah, the fact it, that Kevin lost it, it means you can't dish it out if it you was can't a take lot. It. it. was That is a lot. It was a lot. Uh, low key, before we get to the next question, I, I have this weird obsession with the tray <laughs> that you guys use to hand out stuff. Where's it from? Is it the same tray? Do you change out trays? I feel like the tray has evolved. I'd have to ask the art department, but I feel like we used to have dark trays. And now yeah. we have white trays. I think it's it it's because we it, got a whole revamped up. We we redid the whole um, set recently. Okay. It's you know I what? feel like it's the same tray. I don't know where it's can from. I just I'd have put to in ask a the thought, art department. And yes. you can run this up the flagpole. Okay. Something about the tray feels a little too quaint for me. <laughs> and it's like this one constant. The cast may rotate, the pictures are like, well, we still have the tray. It's like this stump of ebony at the Apollo that people rub. Like it's like a thing. I Maybe it should be a mirror or something a little bit sleeker. What if we just chuck stuff at the sharks instead? Fine. Would you prefer that? Or it comes down, like it drops down. Like There's something about the tray. I feel like it should have its own Twitter, like the Shark Tank tray. <laughs> 
Like, there's just something about it. I'm going to start hashtagging that when I post the hashtag, the Shark Tank tray. The Shark Tank tray. You need to meet the Shark Tank tray when you come visit. Take a picture with it. Yes. Because it's always this moment. Like, all we ever wait for is, and we have samples. And I'm always bummed out when the sample isn't food. So it's like, we're handing out samples of this new cup. I'm like, it's not a sample. A sample you can eat. Do they get to keep the samples? The sharks? Yes. No, not necessarily. What uh, happens to those samples? Those they go back with the entrepreneur. Okay. They go back home. Cuz sometimes I watch the pitch and I'm like, "Oh wow, like those samples are expensive." Yes, some of them are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. or even with the food, I'm like, you're giving each person five different flavors of something. Like, yeah. does the show cover that cost? No, the so we bring them out to LA for filming, um, but for them to get their samples and their products out, that's up to the entrepreneur to get out. So we, I mean, like when we had goat yoga, come on, uh, they schlepped their goats from Texas and and drove across country and brought brought, brought those them, goats. Brought those goats. They were really cute. Uh, I've done goat yoga. Have you? It's not really a workout as much as <laughs> playing with baby remedial goats. poses and a goat being placed on you and possibly pooping on you. Yeah, um, I brought my. Yeah, I did it once, but it was uh, the sensation of having small hooves on your back. <laughs> Can't beat that. Can't beat that. It's probably like having tofu just walk all over you. Would you? She's like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's the tray. My other question: the samples. So those are. Oh, I just. Yeah, I always get excited when it's food. That's my other thing. I mean, I love food companies. A lot of them that have been on the show, I've been the one to kind of initially talk to them and, like, interview them for the show, and I'll, I'll eat almost anything. For a while, I remembered. I test it all. It was, you have to test, do you, you have to test, it's got to yep. get by you. It's got to get by me and then the execs and everything, so. So you cast those three, it was three black ladies that were like, mix it, stir it, bake it, shrimp oh, it. Oh, uh, mango. Yes, God, mango. mango. It was mango something. Mango yeah. God. Mango something. Yes. But remember they had that song? Mix it was six, like, six. It's like stir it, mix it, shake it. Something like that. They I'm were so it. lovely. They're and amazing. Mark, and I want, I always just, I love the food ones. And I understand like it's really difficult to scale like like Bantam bagels. They got them into like uh, Starbucks. Yes. And then they got bought. They got bought. And we didn't, remember we didn't like the name Bantam and they didn't like the logo and they changed it and all this stuff. Oh, that's a question. Sometimes people come out with their pitch mm-hmm. and the pitch is really intricate and it's got, at this point, Everyone knows the show. So if someone comes to an open call, they literally will be like, hi, sharks. Like, they'll talk to me like I'm a shark. Like, they have right. their pitch ready to go. Right, because why bother not doing Whereas it? Whereas years ago, they just—and some people still, I'm like, just, you know what? Just talk to me. This is not going to make or break if you have it memorized right now. There's time. that you'll will, have, like, six months. But they should have months. it memorized. Not, not that early. Okay. Eventually. So you're looking for—I mean, you're really, as a casting director, especially for a reality show, and I think this is probably across the board with— America's Got Talent or any of these shows, like, you're looking for what will be entertaining. Ver- or I think sometimes you see a product that could be life-changing. What was that, like, Lumi one, that thing that glows that, that uh, like, first aid people started using? Oh, uh, Luminade. Right. Yes. Like, not, like, the dopest pitch ever, but you probably were like, this is an important product. Yeah, it was super cool. Mark actually invested in it. I actually just shot a show for Amazon Prime in Fiji, and we brought a bunch over and left nice. them for all the villages, which was really cool. That is cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's time. I mean, we see... Everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many products. But, I mean, for, for casting for other shows, yes, you're looking for entertainment. For Shark Tank, it's it's 50% about their business and 50% about their backstory. Mm. So even if they don't have the coolest product, if they're if it's interesting and there's something unique about it, but they have an incredible backstory. Basically, you're saying if, you, if you're a vet, that <laughs> come on the show. That goes a long way. If you did two tours in Iraq <laughs> and you've got some sort of hair tie. We've had many, many vets on. We had, we had long hairs on, too. They were not vets, but two guys. It was funny. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, 
CKS4000. What's the most successful product from the show? I'm guessing Scrub Daddy? Uh, I Well, right now, I, I saw the other day that Damon actually said that Bombas has surpassed Scrub Daddy, maybe? The sock company. The so- and I, that's all I wear. I only wear really? Bombas. That's I thought it. it was just for boys. No. They have female everything. They are the female best socks. female socks. And what's so great about Bombas? The way they fit. They, it's sounds just the sock? Uh, yeah. Like it's not like a charity thing. They don't donate something to I a village. Think, no, for every sock you buy, they donate socks. They donate one sock. <laughs> just a pair of socks. For every sock you buy, they donate one sock. They just toss one sock out the window and say, mm-hmm. someone grab it. Um, I think it's actually a tie or it's, uh, there's top three um, in terms of the most successful. But also, I'm not referring to companies that have been purchased. Only right. ones that are oh, still because that's okay. a different story. How's Daisy Cakes doing? She's doing great. Kim sends me a cake every year for my birthday. Free cake. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, I love the food one Do you know so much. how she started her business? Daisy or she, Cakes? No, I'm sorry. How she found out about Shark Tank? Mm-mm. A booty call. Go on. She she basically was having a one-night stand booty call with someone I think she went to high school or college with. And he was like, yeah, you know, you should uh, you should apply for sh- this show named Shark Tank. And she was like, what's that? And it was like second or third season. And I was the one that called her initially. And she was like, I'm going to send you a cake. And I was like, you don't need to send me a cake. Yeah. Next day, like four cakes show up in my office. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really good. Are they really exceptional? They, they're phenomenal. What's so great about them? They're just made with love. I don't know. They're delicious. Like, Who says empty sex can't be fulfilling? <laughs> there is, you know how some cakes can be dry? And I hate the word moist. But her her cakes are moist and delicious. I, I You know what? That's okay that you said moist. They, cause they come in a tin, right? They do. Yes. Loris and Dwyer. Eliza, congrats on the addition of your family. Tofu, sugar, looks adorable. Um, did the lady at the store posing the pic know who you were? No, she didn't. Anyway, Shark Tank. How long is the process from the original application to Shark Tank until they actually appear before the tank? What percentage of applicants actually make it to the tank? Great question. Great question. So we start casting. My first open call is in January. We film twice a season, once in June, once in September. Mm-hmm. So I could talk to someone in January, and we may not film them until September, wow. and then they may not air until the following spring. Yeah. So it can be almost a year and a half long process it's from like top a pilot. to bottom. It's a People it's, don't yeah. realize, network TV in particular, it is not a cable thing, network TV it's a full year. It's lengthy. It is um, lengthy. And but obviously in our process we do a lot of due diligence, so there's a lot of prep. We obviously have to find the best companies and so my casting process uh, with our team goes from January until August because when we're filming in June we're still casting for September. Mm-hmm. So it's lengthy. I have a question. Yes. Uh, no one asks this but I have a question. So sometimes you'll have different sharks on. Um and I I was wonder if it's a schedule thing. They're like, "Oh, Lori can't make it, Barbara can't make it, so we'll get the guy from Kind Bars on. Like, is it that or is it, how are we deciding what judges, what sharks are there? That's an executive producer. You don't know. I I literally focus on entrepreneurs. Sam underscore Sid underscore Cat Sat Play. Eliza, Mindy, Scott, Tofu, oh, Emily, Scott, and Tofu, you're included. Thank you. Have, <laughs> have you ever had someone try out for Shark Tank who has the same idea as someone who has already been on the show or an existing product? Uh, I would say, I mean, look, and I think we've referenced this before, mm-hmm. is a lot of people are making something that's already been done. No one's coming in and, like, making, I don't know, like— Creating the wheel. The screen the mending product. That was a first time thing. There are many things, but it's kind of a spin Boring on something samples. that's already been done. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it's just for our job is to find out and to pull from the entrepreneur what makes them different from what is already exists on the market. That's the biggest thing is trying to figure out what's different. Well, it's a necessity is the mother invention. So what – like, and I think they talk about this too. Like, what problem are you solving? Yes. And a lot of them is like, what's your aha moment? Like, I was doing X, Y, Z. And I was like, man, there should be a better way to do this. And then they start going for it. Uh, Nikki underscore dot. How does the casting team work with other big roles on a show? Producer, director. How does this differ from you in a reality show like Shark Tank versus scripted TV or feature film? Answer the first part, I guess. How do you work with – other big roles mm. on the show. Like, where do you fit in? Sure. So my team goes out. We find, you know, we interview everyone, open call. And you're in charge online. at this point. It's I'm, 10 years. Yeah. I was not in charge for the first eight. I was, like, second. Then someone died, thank and then, God. And then then I became uh, the head of the department season nine. And uh, my job is to basically, with my team, figure out which, com- you know, which companies uh, we can d- talk to. And then we have to go to the producers and we have to talk to them about here, here's the companies, here's all the companies that came to the Dallas Open Call. And, you know, and then from there, the producers make the decision of, yes, we're interested in this, get more information or, you know, no, it's, you know, we're going to pass, we're going to go in different direction this time sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I directly deal with the executive producers of the show and and kind of pitch pitch them, repitch. Every pitch I hear, I have to repitch. Right. That's the thing with producers. You know, anytime you go in to pitch a TV show, I notice this when I sit in a room and I pitch my heart out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, great, we're going to run this up the flagpole. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I just hope that they'll be able to pitch it with the same right. zeal. Yeah. So that's a big part of the talent of your job is yeah. if you like – because you're not going to repitch something you don't like. Uh, we We pitch everything. It doesn't matter if we like it or not. We pitch everything because I don't know what the what they're going to say yes to. Because the Sharks, as everyone may or may not know, know nothing about the company before they walk in the right. door. So with the producers, I have to pitch them and say, here's literally everything. Because I don't know what they're looking for or what they want to put in. If they just said, here's what we're looking for, like a mandate. But you can't do that because then you they might miss know. something. You might like Grace and Lace. Yeah. The Who knew that we needed lace popping out of the tops of our boots? Who knew that we were missing that? Uh, fun fact that nobody knows about me. Uh, you had a company on one time. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a design your own chocolate bar company. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the name, but yes. It was, you could pick all the things that go in a chocolate bar, a customized chocolate bar. And I was dating an absolute sociopath at the time and I ordered him one. And when I realized God. I didn't know his address, that was the beginning of the end for me realizing he <laughs> lied about everything. Oh. And it was all because I bought him something on Shark Tank. That, like, set Wait, what? in motion a lot of—it's a whole thing. Uh, oh, I need to know about this later. Yeah, I can uh, direct you to the <laughs> episode of someone else's podcast where I talked about it. <laughs> Great. But I was like, oh, I thought it was to your house. He's like, yeah, it's this address. I'm like, those are apartments in West Hollywood, not Beverly Hills. And, like, that kind of— oh. Because I ordered him a chocolate bar, and your name is Tofu. Okay. Well, you're welcome for saving you from that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Shark Tank. Shark Tank is saving your dating life. Christiana Youngblood, has anyone fully fallen apart the way Eliza predicts in her Shark Tank bit during their pitch? I know I already asked you this, but I thought I'd ask you again to wear you down. <laughs> uh, no, no one has ever had a meltdown quite like, uh, what is it, Madison and Michaela? Is that yep. what you named them? That's them. Yep. No, no one's ever had anything like that. But if, I mean, if something happened like that, it would be, it would, I mean, the way you did it, it was pretty incredible. <laughs> I kind of just go. I haven't done that bit. And so I finished taping that sh- the that I finished recording that special 
And I was like, I'm done doing this bit because it's so exhausting. I would imagine. You were like on the floor screaming, everything. I couldn't even tell you right now if you said do the bit. I couldn't tell you what was you in it. You were like out of breath at the end. I was like, damn. That could be any one of my jokes. That could just be <laughs> any special from the time I started. Sony, Sony underscore C. Uh, what product have you cast for the show that you knew would be a hit but the sharks didn't bite? Pun not intended. Most successful... Um, well, it would probably be a toss-up uh, between Bombas, Bombas, Scrub Daddy, and then the Simply Fit board. The two moms that made that yeah, plastic I that. board. They've made, I think, $180 million or something. It's so much money. Uh, it's a lot. But the biggest purchase thus far has been Ring, Doorbell. Oh, yeah. Jamie came on season five or six, I think. Uh, he got an offer from Kevin he turned it down. He went on to get Branson, Richard Branson actually is an investor mm-hmm. who was a guest shark with us one yeah. year. Um, and then he sold it to Amazon for a billion. Yeah. And he actually was a guest shark season 10. So it kind of came full circle. So I would say that's probably the, the, the uh, that is the biggest purchase from, that was on Shark Tank. That's so massive. It's so a part of like, and he didn't the get a deal. American commercial fabric. Yeah. Of capitalism. Like these products that didn't exist and now everybody's yeah. got one. Shark Tank effects. Do you have a ring? I do have a ring. Have you ever indulged in, like, the ring channel where you can look at footage in and around your neighborhood? Yes, I have. I also have it with the—well, my furbo doesn't count because you can't look at the neighborhood. But ring, yes, I have looked at the neighborhood. It'll put the fear of God in you. It freaks me out. I get the notifications, too. I don't like that because I'm like, oh, I was going to walk Dudley tonight. And I'm like, well, I'm probably going to die. You're definitely going to (laughs) die. Uh, it's a little freaky out there. People, in case you don't know, go on your phone. You know what? I'm just going to read it so people can do it. <laughs> go on your phone. Uh, Mindy's like, this is not what I want to spend my time doing watching you. Go on your phone. Hit If you have the Ring app, hit the app. And then you can do, like, I think it's nearby incidents. Yes. And then you basically have a channel of just creeps going up from the perspective of the Ring camera, taking stuff. You have people peeing. Do, yeah, peeing. It's peering, crazy. Uh, Stealing. It's It's... It's unnerving. Don't watch it at night or at alone. Or at alone? At alone. No, never do that. At Risa Howard 824 With a show like Shark Tank, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of failures. What's a time when you've experienced a perceived failure and what helped you push through it? Maybe they oh, mean in life? I don't know We're getting very means. deep here. And interpret that as you will. Um, I don't know that I would look at it as a failure, but um, I would say, and you probably are familiar with this, working in this industry as a female— with failure? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a lot of people kind of second-guessing uh. you and your abilities. Uh, I was actually working on a show. My very first, one of Say my it. very first shows was, show. was Las Vegas with James Caan and Josh Duhamel. Okay, so uh, scripted. Scripted. Uh, it was my first big job in Hollywood because I actually, I went to college here. I hated it. I moved home. Where'd you go? USC. Where, where are you from? Maine. So I was I, just there. I love you Maine. You were in Maine? Portland. No way! And it was so cute. It's adorable. It's a poor state. You have to admit, hundred percent. But Why it do is, you think I live here? No. But <laughs> I, I, like I was like, I could live in this adorable town. It, yeah, I mean, I'm from a small town, an hour and a half north of Portland, of seven thousand people. Oh my God. Like I have moose in my backyard, so wow. and like wild turkeys. And but best stuff. lobster of my life. Best, truly best, fresh. Best, best. Yes, I really loved Maine. I can't wait to go back. We had a great show I'm there. I'm so happy that you liked it. I bought everyone like little lobsters, little, little like lighthouses. I, I bought blueberry maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the lobster. That were, I was like, I can't not. I loved it. <laughs> Did you go to L.L. Bean? Is that where they're headquartered? Yeah. Oh. There's no. a huge boot outside that you have to take a photo with. As much as I want people to think I'm like a waspy, uh, blonde woman, 
I'm not an I'm not an outdoorsy. That's fine. Cat. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so I was working in Las Vegas. Uh, I was 23, blonde-haired, blue-eyed in Hollywood, and I'm my job was to basically tell veterans of this industry, a lot of men, mm-hmm. hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. You got to clear the fire lane, like stuff that was like boring, but like I had to do it. And they just looked at me like who the fuck are you? Who the hell are you? Yeah. Like you like that's cute, da 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 da. And so that was kind of like it wasn't failure. It was just a lot of adversity mm. that I had to go through. And I was like, shit, this is this is not this is not good. Like this is not fun. Like no one likes me. They like they're just like think I'm a joke. And so, but I would say because of that, and then working my way through and up the ladder in casting, eventually, uh, you know, you just kind of learn that people that you think are good necessarily aren't. Yeah, Ocean Eyes Seven, Mindy, Mindy. They wrote exclamation mark. Oh, Mindy, Mindy. Have you gotten to a point where you can see someone explain a product and know right away whether it'll be a success or a failure? Also, allows your new puppet is beautiful and makes oh, my heart happy. Puppet. puppet. I think they meant puppy, but puppet works too. Um, yeah, have you ever seen right away and you know? It's hard to say. I mean, because I'm not investing in them, so I don't know what's going to be a success or a failure. No, do you know. do I see something that I think I would like? Yeah, but I don't know if everyone else will. And again, it's not my money; it's the shark. So no, but you have an eye. Like I have kind of know. I I have an eye for what makes them different and unique, and how can I tell the producers that in a minute? Um, because, again, we get things across the board. People who have ideas, people who have millions of dollars in sales and everything across the board. You right. have Silicon Valley startups who, you know, have really high valuations. And then you have mom and pops. Right. So you just kind of have to look at everything and figure it out. Um, but ultimately, it's not my decision. So it's it's hard to say because I could say, well, I don't know if I'm, you know, this is a good fit. But the producers might be like, yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Would you want to move into the producer role or do you like it in casting? I would not want to move into the producer role. Okay. Because we like have something casting. planned for you today. Oh, God. What? No, there's no, there's nothing planned. <laughs> I'm like, shit, am I going to be producing No, something? nothing's happening. Um, I could do it. Uh, I just like what I do um, on my side of things. I love meeting people. I love traveling. I love getting to know people's stories. Yeah. And that is obviously a lot of what producers do, especially in the reality side of things. Um, and I like to see the people that I cast, whether they're contestants or entrepreneurs, go from the start all the way through. Yeah. It's super exciting because you're like, oh, I had, My a little, baby. I had a little part of that. Yeah. I talked to you in January. And then you meet him and you're like, hey, I'm Mindy. And they're like, who? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm the reason you're here. <laughs> I'm the reason you're living your American dream. But ultimately, I don't, I, I thought about producing at one point, but I never wanted to do it. Um, I actually wanted to be an assistant director for mm. a really long time. And, oh. and I got into the DGA assistant director training program and completed six of my 400 days and I quit. Well, yeah, because for that. AD is like the s- slave driver on set. Your AD. It, yeah. People think it's a director yelling action cut. Exactly. It's the AD is the one making the trains run on time. Yeah. And it is a constant job. Yep. I just did a film and our AD was talking 24. I was like, all right, guys, settling in, flying yeah. in. Here we go. Moving hold, on. Hold, Seconds hold. away. Hold. Yeah. <laughs> Reset. Back to one. And the director's just like, what? You're doing all of it. It's um, an exhausting job, but I love that part of it because I just love logistics. It sounds boring, but I love logistics and organization. But you could work for a, a FedEx. personality. Oh, God, no. They love logistics. I can't. Please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> Jen Perkinson, have you ever purchased any of the products from Shark Tank? I bought those hair curler things, and it was a fool's errand thinking I could curl my own hair, my hair in my sleep. For shame. Ooh, she didn't like it. Oh, well, maybe her hair doesn't 
curl well. Maybe it's your hair. Maybe it's your hair. Um, uh, I have purchased many a things from from Shark Tank companies. Bombas being one. You love Bombas. Cousins Maine Lobster, who's actually just down the road here. Yeah, and uh, Santa Monica. Yes, they are delicious. I don't understand that company, and this is not negative. It's uh, There are a lot of people that source lobster. Sure. So what makes them so special? Because, uh, mm-hmm. what's her, not Lori, um, Barbara. Barbara was in it. Yes. She's so smart. Oh, she's I listened to brilliant. a podcast with her. I know her whole story. Yeah. Um, so what? It, what's so great about it? Uh, well, the thing with Jim and Sabin is, they, and being from Maine, I can speak to the lobster, <laughs> is that their lobster, um, where a lot of places will get frozen lobster, or it'll sit, it's not super fresh, their whole thing is short a door in 24 hours. So they will pluck said lobster from the ocean Get it to L.A. within 24 or wherever they're, you know, now they have more locations. How do they do that? 20, that's up. To, that's them and their, like, trade secret. I wonder carbon footprint-wise, like, are you getting a special plane just for the lobster? Is this that's freight a on a plane that's already going somewhere? I think it's freight that's already going somewhere. It's not like a chartered lobster mobile? Could you imagine, like, a lobster plane? That'd be pretty epic. I love lobster so much, but I do struggle with... The sustainability, but I also struggle with seeing it alive. Like, I, oh, that's not my idea of elegance. Like, seeing it looking at me, they're like, pick one. I'm like, he's got There's a family. There's nothing elegant about that because they're like, this, they're, I can't. And they go in the pot boiling, and I don't have a problem with it. This may sound horrible, but because of where you're from. Yeah, you just grow up. Just so you guys know, lobster. when you hear it, like, it's not screaming, it is steam escaping. Correct. I don't believe lobsters have a central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the, there's a comic that makes a joke about boiling it in its own habitat that is kind of brutal. (laughs) I do think in Sweden they banned boiling it alive and there's like a more humane, I don't see why you can't just cut its head off. Like I don't see why we can't, there's no reason. But that being said, I love eating lobster so much. I eat it a lot less. Don't eat a, you're from Maine, you'll see this. You don't want a big lobster. Oh, so I was a waitress at a seafood restaurant for 10, 7 years. So there's soft shell and hard shell. There's you, a soft shell lobster? Do you know the difference? No. So a soft shell has just shed its shell. Oh, okay. Like so a it crab. has less meat, more water, so it tastes sweeter. But mm. soft shell lobsters do not grow very large. They're relatively around like a pound, pound and a half. Hard shell lobsters, those suckers can get like six, seven, eight, nine, ten big, big, yeah. big suckers. The, the, in my opinion, personal taste, I like about a two-pound lobster because it can if you, also if you boil it in water uh, with some seaweed, it gets more flavor in the meat. But the okay. bigger the lobster, less less flavor. Less flavor. Yes. Because it's packed full of meat. And it's also tougher. It's tougher because it's yes. old. This lobster yes. saw the Civil War unfold. <laughs> a bit like I one time I had a three-pound lobster and I was like, this is so gross. Yeah, you, no, go smaller. And you don't want too small because then it's like, is this just a huge shrimp and they glued claws onto it? Exactly. So, but you don't want, people always think big. They're charging by the pound because you don't want it to be over two pounds. No. Personally. Yeah. Not personal. It's just a fact. It's, I'm I, not even from Nate. I think I know about a pound and a half, pound and three quarters is usually the sweet spot. Two pounds if you're like, give me food. I can't yeah, eat yeah. a whole two pound lobster anymore though. I was in uh, China. I think I was in China. Where the hell? Nope. Australia. We were at a Chinese restaurant. And I order because like Australia is this bastion of like Southeast Asian food right. and seafood, and, and their animals look different. Like their crabs and their lobsters are just different looking. Yeah, they're weird. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I ordered a lobster at a restaurant at this Chinese hole in the wall. And the guy comes, he goes, okay. And he leaves, he comes back, holds it in my face. He's like, this one? And it's oh. looking at me like, help. And I was like, no. And I just got <laughs> noodles. I was like, it's just too clear and present. Well, that's like that's like staring at what you're about to have killed for yourself. Which some people say you should be able to do in order to eat it, but I'm too removed. I couldn't do it with a chicken or a cow or anything like that. Yeah. So 
I don't know how we got on this topic. <laughs> Cousins Maine Lobster. Cousins Maine Lobster has better lobster than most some places That's what I've it had, is. in even in Maine. Do you I, go butter or mayo? Oh, Ooh. that's a big debate. Personally, I want to get it from the pro here. I get mayo, cold meat what? mayo. What? Some people like warm meat with butter. What? No, none of those. No. Yeah, cold mayo. If that's you're eating right lobster roll, what do you get? I dip it in drawn butter, but the meat can be cold or warm. I don't care. Fair. Mayo is only for a lobster roll, and at that point, I just get rid of the roll. I just want the meat. Well, you go to Cousins, you can get literally a martini glass of meat and just like lobster tails. With butter? Yeah. They also make a good martini, too. <laughs> they used to have a shop in Pasadena. They before. did, yeah. yes. That was, yeah. It, that was like their very first one. They like co ran it with some like yeah, bar like a or something. Yeah. Or it was very strange. It was, but the lobster meat was delicious. It was amazing, yeah. Um, keep talking. I just have to check something. There was that one, and then what was the, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Forgot. Welcome to oh, Lobster I was talking about Hour. Cousin, sorry, I thought my dog peed, but she didn't. Oh, good. Uh, no, there was, I was talking about mm, popular companies. Yeah, talking about Bombas, Cousins. Well, here's a question. Chelsea, Chelsea Rama, Chelsea Rama, Chelsea Rama, <laughs> Chelsea Rama. Would you ever consider doing a live, a full live episode? Eliza would love this if we did. I Just to watch it burn. <laughs> just to see people forget their numbers. Uh, I don't think it's possible because those pitches go so long. 30, 45, hour, hour and a half, two hours. Right. You, It's impossible to do that. So probably not. Um, yeah. It's really hard. Like, I enjoy them coming out, dun, 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 and I enjoy the samples. Yes. And the pitch to see if they're going to make it. But then, and I've learned so much about business, as I'm sure many Americans have, from watching Shark Tank. Yep. And I have such a respect for the way all the sharks crunch those numbers and get through it so fast because they really know their stuff. Yeah. And how each one sets up their deals and stuff like that. But I, when it gets too numbery, I zone out. <laughs> well, that's 15%. What about an 18% at this valuation, 1% royalty? I'm just like, just buy it. When they do the valuation of like, when they come back and they're like, well, can we do 150000 for 1.2%? I'm like, ah. Oh. What? Well, then sometimes I get nervous. Like, you'll get, like, this, like, MIT savant. Yeah. And I'm like, you know that they are smarter than the sharks. Yes. Like, just, uh, like, on a on a granular level, like, that you just on know On a that- totally netherworldly level. And I also get nervous that, like, the sharks are going to get, like, served by this, like, 15-year-old <laughs> Indian kid who's just, like, <laughs> processing numbers like a computer. So that's always interesting to see. But they always hold their own, or at least you edit it. To make it look like they hold their own. A lot of people come in at this point and hold their own. Because the, the good news is that it's all the questions are about their business. It's their baby. So they should know everything about it. Here's a question. Hands down. Oh, you should. For sure. And that's yeah. the other thing that they've taught me. You need to know the stuff. Like, everything how many inside you sold, and out. And Mark Cuban gets so annoyed. I think my dog might smell a little bit. Yep. Uh, he gets so annoyed when people don't know their numbers. Yeah. Like, you got to know this because he's a little arrogant. He'll be like, no, it sucks. You gotta, <laughs> you're a charlatan. And it's like, Mark, you're, it's hate speech. He's like, I'm just saying this guy's an asshole. And they, they're all, they each have their distinct personalities. What are you showing me? I think Topo's oh. about to make out with me. Let her kiss you. She doesn't, you know what? She doesn't open her mouth. Oh. Ever. Uh, her teeth are fine, but she's not a, she That's doesn't lick. because of. But she'll let you kiss her mouth, but she's not a big mouth opener. The Christmas mouth. Christmas mouth. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to ask one more question, and then we're going to get to top of the cup. Taylor. Taylor line call. As someone wanting to get into casting career, what types of jobs, things should I be working on as someone with no real experience in entertainment who can't take an internship as I currently work full-time? 
That's tough. I mean, in order to get into casting, I would say if you can help out on weekends, like if you can find a casting, um, or you know, company in your area, they have casting calls probably, whether it's scripted or unscripted. And if they're doing something on the weekend and you can work on the weekend or take a day off to go like help out and be a production assistant at the casting call, that's probably a great way to start because then you get a feel for exactly what goes on at a casting call. Um, and you're helping the team who is probably dealing, dealing directly with execs. Uh, I'm sure it's different in scripted. I don't know that world in terms of casting, but right. I'm sure it's similar, you know. But I would say start there if you're if you're working full time. Just try to get as much FaceTime with someone, a company, help even work out, work for free if you need to. Mm-hmm. Just going in and filing or something like you got to start somewhere. So you just have to be able to do it and want to do it. Because I think a big part of production and entertainment is like just showing up, like just being there. Like oh, yeah. people are, sh- are flaky and they quit and they drop out. Like just being there. That way when they're like, oh, we need an assistant to move up, you, you're yes. there. Let's go. Exactly. We All anybody wants in casting and anything is someone, like when you go into audition, like they want you to get the gig. Right. Like all anybody wants is to be like, done, moving on, it's you. Yeah. We Oh, you're, you're consistent. You can get coffee on time. Great. You can do this. Like, People want to trust people, so exactly. be available. And if they don't have to retell someone, like, yes. repeat, 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 like, hey, I told you to do this. I would also suggest everyone, no matter if what age you are, even if you have the best memory, write everything down. Good call. Put Get a moleskin or some little notepad, keep it with you, and write it down. It's saved my ass so many times. Because you're taking in so much information. Exactly. I would also say make sure people know your name. It, because when I'm on a set, like the movie I just did, the PAs who made themselves available, mm-hmm. granted I'm using you more, but you're the one I'll remember. Yep. Be- simply because I knew your name, so I knew I could ask you for something. Exactly. And you showed enthusiasm. Yeah, and if you, it's kind of like when you're, you know, pitching on Shark Tank, come in, have a lot of uh, energy and passion, and if you're excited about what you're doing, then someone's going to remember you. Yes, always. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, my first job out of college, I mean, besides bartending and all that fun stuff, um... I I just happened to be a production assistant for American Idol for one day, and that helped lead me to other gigs because yes. they were like, you were reliable, you were on top of your game. And I was like, great. Productions are happening 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Everywhere. They need people, so just show that you're capable and that you're excited and you're not annoying to be around. Yes. Don't be too over-eager yeah. and annoying no. and like a super fan stalker. For sure. <laughs> and now it's time for Top of the Cob. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite, top of the cob. Do you want to kick us off with your top of the cob? Yeah, so my top of the cob, uh, I just got a dog also, a puppy. Go a on. little rescue. His name is Dudley. His name originally was Marshmallow. And then Which I, I would have preferred. Uh, true, but he's very much, he's like a little psychopath, um, but I love him. But he's eating everything. But we did a photo shoot that... Um, no one knows about yet because I haven't posted any of the photos. But he was awesome, and the photos make me very happy. So that's the top of the cob for me. It's that's my dog and my photo shoot with I him. I think that's great. I fully relate. I do photo shoots all the time with my own animal. And uh, when I got tofu, I was like, I can finally buy outfits now. And I don't care. Oh. And don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. Oh, like, I won't. Fuck him. I, I am very proud of Dudley, and yeah. I'm proud of his photo shoot. I'm a proud dog mom. I ordered tofu a Christmas cape. A was, Christmas cape. Yeah, I was like, she's not a dress girl. She's a cape girl. And I got oh, a little, she's like, a badass. Shitty $9 thing from China. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I bought Dudley a hat and scarf. but he, You have to. He hated it. He looked at me and he posed for the chicken. It'd be weird if he was like, this is me. <laughs> 
That's true. Uh, okay, my top of the cop, I kind of already said it, but I will tell you anyway, is when they hand out food samples. I mm. scroll through my DVR to find Shark Tank episodes that are about food. I also get a secret delight when they're like, I mean, I love it when they love the food, yep. but when they're like, this is terrible. Oh, it's funny. And someone's like, but the, I put my passion into these bars. They're like, well, they taste like cat turds. It's always funny because, like, Mark will love something and Lori will hate it or mm-hmm. vice versa. And I'm like, how does that happen? Well, but- he also is, like, always on a diet and, like, he always. loves the garbage. He's so excited to oh, eat yes. the garbage. He loves, even at set on, on Crafty Backstage, he loves these little honey mustard pretzels that oh. are delicious. And sometimes I'll be like, Mark, do you want some? He's like, get them away from me because yeah. I'm on a diet. And I'm like, He's okay. full on dad appetite. Yeah. <laughs> Like just yes. crushes dad food. <laughs> uh, I bet the craft services there are excellent. You'll see. I cannot wait. We'll see. Emily, we're going to Shark Tank. Yes. Um, what's your bottom of the cob? My bottom of the cob. So I was uh, just simply walking, minding my business. And this, I'm pretty sure he was drunk. I was leaving something. I was mailing something out. And this, and I walk fast. But this, I'm pretty sure he was hammered. It was like 12 p.m. in the afternoon. And he was like, keep walking fast, sweetie. Good pace. You doesn't hurt to smile. And I was like, Ew. first of all, when someone says to me, it doesn't hurt to smile, it sets off this rage inside of mm-hmm. me because I have resting bitch face. Do you? I didn't get that. I, well, we call it resting pitch face on Shark Tank. Oh, So when God. someone's pitching me... I'll just sit there with my normal face, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're really, you're like angry. You don't like what I'm pitching." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna sit there and be like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I'm gonna listen to the words that you're saying." So I always joke to everyone, and I give them a heads up, like, "We have resting pitch face." But this happened more than once. I'll be walking down the street, and some random person, typically a guy, will be like, "Hey, it doesn't hurt to smile," and I'm like, "I wasn't mad now before." But now I have this rage inside of me because I'm I I this is just my face. But it also sucks because now you he said that he goes on about his day. Yeah, and I'm getting in my car and I'm like, you're angry. Ah! Yeah, very upset. Um, fuck that. Also, it does hurt to smile. Like, have you ever hurt uh, cheeks hurt from laughing? Yes, it does hurt. Yes, and it's exhausting. It is, and it just hurts. It's crazy. People are like, I'm just having the best time all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you need to go on Shark Tank and have a breakdown. Uh, my bottom of the cob is. They talk over Lori, I noticed. Oh, yes. And she is obviously a smart woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's girly. You know, she's Lori. She's softer. She's, you know, she's feminine. Mm -hmm. And they just bro out over her. Yeah. And I see her, you know, she's she's always herself. So she never gets mad. And she's always, I'm going to finish what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. But they just railroad her and... I just think it's such a a weak thing to do. Like, they're thinking it's in the spirit of capitalism and competition, but really it's just so rude. Yeah. No, I mean, she— She never stoops to their level. She does not. She always speaks up, and she gets what what she wants to say out, which is really, really admirable. I mean, and she's had, I think, the most successful companies that have come on the show that she's invested in. I would get flustered tonight. She's a badass. You can tell she's just, like, very—it's very Midwestern. She's from Chicago, I'm pretty sure. Yes, she is. She kind of remains calm. She kind of takes the high road. Yep. I would probably get flustered. And she'd be like, I sit down every last <laughs> motherfucking one of you. I'm going to shoot you. Um, but she's always, and so I just always get frustrated for her uh, because she's not funny. Yeah. You know, she's not uh, like a gunslinger. No, but not she's consistent. She's brilliant. And Barbara's New York. Barbara's like, I'm talking. Barbara's hysterical. Then they're all individually great. I mean, I could talk about this endlessly, but it bothers me how they talk over Lori. And because she'll have valid questions. Oh, yes. And I'm like, why are you talking over her? Her questions could give you information. Maybe it's stuff that they didn't even think about asking or they don't think that they need to know, but 
But you do. She does, and probably other people do too. Yeah. So we're here for you, Lauren. Uh, Mindy Zemrak, you are the supervising casting producer for Shark Tank. That I am. And I'm so glad that we're friends now. Me and too. I cannot wait to come see the show and Can't be wait on to have it you. And eat your craft services. <laughs> uh, and people can find you at Mindy Casting yes. on Instagram. Do you want that? Yeah, do it. Hook it up, folks. Let her know. Come slide into the DMs. <laughs> 